This is DWZ Podcast with J-Rod here, deleted WrestleSoul's very old podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here. So welcome back, listeners. So let's get back to the whole point of talking about what's been going on in the world of pro wrestling with some interesting content here. Now... As you know, let's continue with this topic. As you know, Bullet Club has excommunicated the G.O.D., both Tama and Tonga, along with Yado. As you know, things have not been looking looking good for the G.O.D. They have been on serious of losses recently, but however, amongst these losses, they actually gain new friends. And the weird thing is, I did not expect it coming who it was and that was six or nine um master wato and ryusuke taguchi better known as six or nine the current iwgp junior heavyweight tag team champions now why would they do that now the day before the god gave them a helping hand so wato said on the post-match interview that they feel like it was righteous to repay them a favor. So basically, even Tama goes out saying, I think we just found our home. So it looks like they're building an alliance. Now, here's the thing that kind of made me fans would say, how would how can Taguchi accept the G.O.D.? I mean, in the past, Tama used to de- dealt with the with the attacks, the, the blows with Bullet Club, especially when it came to Tama. I think, in my opinion, Ryus Taguchi is willing to put that to the past, knowing that these guys lost a home and possibly they need new friends that, that have their backs. You know, I mean, people can say they need to, they didn't need to do this, but they did it anyway. And of course, the only reason they did it is because um, they're the ones who want to challenge them for the tag titles were in fact uh, Taiji Shimuri and Al Phantasmo, so it would make a lot more sense. But however, the most interesting thing that took place in the last uh, New Japan show that took place this past Monday on the, I think it was the 21st, was the sudden appearance of the ace, Tanahashi. Now, Tanahashi had dealt with the Bullet Club over the years, but however, I did not expect it. Many, even Kevin Kelly, the the, the commentator, said... Never in my years I would ever expected to see Tanahashi extend his hands to the G.O.D. And I think that kind of sets it a lot. I mean, Tanahashi had dealt with Bullet Club in the past, but I think he was willing to bury that part of the past and just accept the G.O.D. now, knowing that they've been kicked out of their own home and they have nothing. Not to mention, they uh, G.O.D., we're unable to have a share locker room with anybody, but it looks like we could see that change. But the real question does remain, what will happen now? Now, would they form a faction? Now, here's the thing. This is how it works for me. New Japan, there is, the only factions that we've seen is the Bullet Club, LIJ, uh, Suzuki Goon, Chaos, Elkhart, and uh, United Empire. But however, there is the New Japan uh, main army. Basically, these are guys are like they're all, they're in the New Japan roster, but they are supportive. 
Does that mean that God are going to be part of that? It, it could be possible, but it wouldn't. I, I. But here's the thing: I feel like they could build up a new army, a new unit within um within New Japan, something more different than they normally would see. And I, I would love to see that. But that doesn't end right there. Now, in the recent New Japan, um, show during the match between the God and with 609 and Yado against Bullet Club, Kevin Kelly mentioned Hikuleo. If you guys don't know who he is, Hikuleo is the younger brother of both Tama and Tonga, and they're both, um, well, Hikuleo is the youngest of three brothers. And Kevin Kelly said something right now that I'm trying to understand, and, and that kind of brought me to another question. He said that something just happened with Hikuleo. And I'm like thinking, what? Now, it, it, let me explain what I'm talking about. If you guys remember carefully, or if you guys know this, Balak Fale is related to Tama, Tonga, and Hikuleo. They're the same. They're cousins from the same Tongan village. Fale decided to turn away his own family, and I'm thinking, did Hikuleo refuse to turn against his own brothers? I mean, it would make sense. If there is a fallout that took place, Hikuleo is on his own. The mostly time we've seen him is on New Japan Strong. I wouldn't pass Jay White that he kicks him out. Also excommunicates him as well. And I don't know. I just feel like what if he chose his brothers more than Bullet Club? And... I don't know. We gotta wait and see what takes place in New Japan Strong because he's been mostly appearing there. But until then, I'll just put a pin on that. But move off, move on to the next um, subject here. Now, <coughs> we all know who are this year's winners of the Dusty Cup tournament: the Creed Brothers. Real question remains. Who attacked them? Now, of course, there's a lot of suspects. One is MSK. Right now, they are at the top of the list. Not by me, but by various people. If you guys want to know who I think did it, well, the only ones I can think of was Grizzled Young Veterans. Now, you ask yourselves, why them? Well, there's obvious reasons. Grizzle Young Veterans have been trying to a long time, ever since arriving in NXT 2.0, or back in the, during the Gold and Black era. They've been trying to find ways to get themselves at the top of the food chain in the tag team division. And so far, they had two tries in the finals to get to the Dusty Cup. And I feel like it was them. However, they say they had nothing to do with it. Uh, and then, of course, there's uh, Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs. They accused Legado Fantasmas, Raul Mendoza, and Joaquin Wild. Now, you probably ask yourselves, why would they accuse them? I mean, look, I wouldn't pass them because here's the thing. The, the Creed brothers were attacked in the parking lot. There's only one group that makes these attacks in parking lots, and that is Legado. Now, the accused, and there's those that are saying it's Imperium. Now, Imperium said they had no business doing that, but to me, I feel that maybe 
I'm just putting out there. I'm not 100% sure yet. I have the distinct feeling we may have a new tag team that are making their moves in NXT. Now, you ask me why. If you guys have seen what took place on the NXT, the Creed brothers were in a match against the Grizzle Young Veterans. While they won their match, someone attacked their gym. You probably say, who was it? Now, I would say, I, I, the, to me, I was thinking when I saw it, could it be MSK like people think it is? And I feel like it's not. I feel like it's someone else. I don't know. I feel like there's another tag team that are trying to make a name for themselves. I don't know. But if there is, it would make a whole lot more sense. So who could it be? I don't know. That's the million dollar question. But I would love nothing more to find out who really attacked the Creed Brothers. As you know, the Creed Brothers, along with MSK, will be challenging for the NXT Tag Team titles at Stat and Deliver against Superior. But I'm going to assume that the revealment will happen on Stat and Deliver. That's my prediction. Now, <coughs> moving on to the next subject. This recent um, Pro Wrestling Noah event where we had members of the Noah Jr. regular army when they were in a match against Los Perros del Mar de Japón, they were attacked by men wearing masks of the immortals from the movie 300. No one knows who it was until one of they were unmasked. It revealed to be Dragon Gate's Zebrats. Now... <coughs> Those who don't know, you probably say, who in the hell are Zebrats? Well, Zebrats is the renamed brand name of what was R.E.D., Real Extreme Deficiency, back in Dragon Gate. Ever since they kicked out Ata, they rebrand themselves. Now, Ata had made his appearances in uh, Pro Wrestling Noah as a member of Los Perros de Madre Japón, and he's currently the... GHC uh, junior heavyweight champion when he beat Dowski Hirada. However, Zebrats made their attack on the on the Noah Junior regular army. Now I don't know why they would go great lengths to come to Pro Wrestling Noah, make a statement. Now you probably say, why would Dragon Gate go members go to this promotion? Well, there's obvious reasons why. If you guys have been fully aware, or you guys have been around from the time I talk about this promotion about Dragon Gate, Dragon Gate or all all the wrestlers are junior heavyweight competitors. You'll be like, what? All of them, guys. It's like kind of like they're more promotion of two or five live, but except it's not called that. All the wrestlers are junior heavyweights. And that's the reason they showed up. <coughs> I mean, you got Shima, who is a member of that. So is T-Hawk, Linda Man. And of course, Shingo was a junior heavyweight competitor, but now he moved up weight class. 
So I'm going to assume that Zebrat's maybe feeling, okay, maybe we want to know what Ata saw in Pro Wrestling Noah. We want to know what's the fuss, you know, and I think that's what the whole point is. Los Perros and Mar didn't do shit. They just watched. They just stood there seeing what was going on. And it kind of goes like, okay, I don't know who these guys are, but it makes no sense. I wouldn't be surprised if Zebrats attacked Los Perros and Madre Japón as well. But that hasn't happened. But we'll find out when it does. Now, speaking of Los Perros and Madre Japón, as you know, recently, Nosawa Run Guy kicked out Yohei out of the group. He was no longer of the Perros and Mar because they're saying he's too much of a nice guy. But Ron Guy did state it. There's going to be a new member. Now, in the back of my mind, I was thinking it had to be Hajime Ohara because he did not like the fact Yohei joined the Noah Jr. regular army. But he ended up going with R.E.D., which, okay, I'm okay with that. But the real question is, who will be going with Los Perros? Well, recently on, their late, on the same night as the attack of Zebrats to the Noah Jr. Armies, it's been announced an original member of Los Perros del Mar with Pedro Guayo has made, is coming to Japan. I'm talking about Tejano Jr. Now, if you guys never seen Tejano Jr., he, ha- he showed up in Impact Wrestling and Lucha Underground. He is like this uh, badass brawler, you know? And he fit, he was part of the original Perros del Mar with Pedro Guayo. They both came up with the, in the same promotion together, uh, Consejo Mundial Lucha Libre, or as we know them, CMLL. And it makes perfect sense. Why? So now he's making his way straight to Pro Wrestling Noah. I can't wait to see what's going to be. And I'm like... I'm excited because you got an OG member of Los Perros del Mar. I'm happy for it, and I'm like wondering, what does Akari from Pure J, you know, from the Joshi world, she's a big fan of Los Perros. I'm sure she's going to be happy as a clam hearing that um, Tejano Jr. is coming. <laughs> if you guys know this, Akari, she is not a Japanese girl. She's uh, from uh, Chile. She speaks Spanish, but she's a fan of the of the group. But I can't wait to see it. Now, <coughs> this next subject, you may have heard what's been going on. As you know, recently, Tony Khan, the owner and CEO of AEW, has purchased Ring of Honor. Now, there's been up in the air questions like, what is he going to do with this promotion? As you know, Ring of Honor decided to put everything on a pause, let go all their talent, and all this and that, and many of the wrestlers are, who are using the Ring of Honor uh, titles, like the tag team titles, the six-man tag team titles, the pure championship title, the both world heavyweight titles, you know, that sort of thing. What's going to happen? Well, if you know this or not, this just came around. One of the wrestlers named Delirious, who was a booker of Ring of Honor, apparently he decided to leave Ring of Honor when it was purchased by Tony Khan. Now, 
don't get me wrong, Delirious did a hell of a job as a booker, but, you know, I think he felt maybe there will be some changes with Ring of Honor. I'm not sure. But the one of the most recently updated uh, news that were coming about this was Jonathan Gresham, that he is in fact, been talking with Tony Khan. It's still unclear on what. But however, the Supercard of Honor has been in the talk. It's been revealed that the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles will be on the line between the Briscoes and FTR. Now, you probably say, wait a minute, why couldn't they bring Tony, I mean, why couldn't Tony Khan bring the Briscoes to AEW? Well, here's the story, what's been being told. Uh, several years ago, I wasn't sure about, I, I didn't know anything about this, but uh, Jay Briscoe said some homophobic words that kind of offended people. However, Jay did apologize for it. He even made amends over that. However, the Warner Media were not like 100% full on this, but it would make sense that they rather have him in Ring of Honor. I mean, if that's what the Warner Media wants. You see, Warner Media wants is the ones that approve of the decision-making by Tony Khan. If that's the case, I'm good with it. But this hap this thing with uh, Briscoe's and FTR happened in Final Battle when FTR appeared. So that kind of puts it in a open-air question. When is this match going to take place? And frankly, it just been announced that it did. So we're going to see that match in Supercard of Honor. But that's not the only match that's taking place. We have winner take all. We have, <coughs> we have Vandito versus Jonathan Gresham. Both who are the ROH world champions. Basically, our, uh, Bandito has the more modern day version. And uh, Gresham had the OG title. So basically, there has to be one world champion. And I, I, I think this is going to be a very interesting matchup. But the latest news came around is that there's been talks about Scarlett Bardot and uh, Killer Cross coming to a Ring of Honor. Now, ever since the, the purchase with Tony Khan, there hasn't been any talk about it. Now, some of you are saying, why there hasn't been any talk? Well, Tony Khan is a busy man. I mean, look, the guy runs AEW. He's involved with the Fulham soccer team in the UK, and not to mention the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it's it's a lot of work that Tony Khan has been putting in this whole thing, and I, I understand it. It was It's too much, but I'm sure he'll find a team that is suitable to run ROH. You know, and I think that's going to be interesting. So let's just hope and pray things might go everybody's way. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is the NWA Crockett Cup. Now, those who don't know what the Crockett Cup is, it's an annual tournament where we have the best tag teams in the world fighting for an opportunity to get a shot of the NWA World Tag Team titles. We had many wrestlers, we, many teams. We had the Fixers, OGK, the Now, the End, um, La, the current tag team champion, La Rebellion, um, the Commonwealth Connection, uh, Doug Williams and Harry Smith, uh, the Briscoes, uh, the Cardonas, VSK and Mike Knox, and so on and so on. 
I wasn't sure who was going to win. But, however, I have to say it was a good moment to see them win. I'm talking about the Briscoes. Last time the Briscoes competed in the Crockett Cup, they got disqualified. Basically, they messed up. And they, their last opponents were none other than what was the Villain Enterprises, Brody Lee and PS, uh, PCO. But now we got to see that. And, of course, we had other titles on the line. We have the women's title between in a triple threat match between uh, Chelsea Green and Kylie Ray and Camille. Now, Chelsea Green was added per by request by the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Matt Cardona, who did the same thing with the Cardonas with VSK and Mike Knox to get involved. But luckily, Car uh, Camille walked out as the victor. But there's no doubt in my mind that Chelsea will try to get that title. And then we got a brand new junior heavyweight <coughs> champion. We had a four-way. Kobe Carino, Darius Lockhart, Austin Aries, and Homicide. I have to say, what a good match. However, the one who the reason this guy won was because it was his birthday and it was Homicide. He actually won that match and he is the current junior heavyweight title. Uh, then we got the women's tag team championship. We have uh, Empower. Uh, <coughs> forgot what the name. Kenzie Page and uh, Ellen uh, Envy. I forgot what they call themselves. Basically, taking on the current. Um, uh, and the current NWA Women's Tag Team Champions, uh, Allison K and Marty Bell as the Hex. They came out on top on that one. And, of course, we had the national title, which was a very interesting story. Jack Stane lost to Crimson, but he ca something we forgot about. He cashed in his champion series. And he challenged once again for that very same title, and he won it, despite that Crimson was hurt. So he got away with it. Then the television title. Well, Tyrus had a match against Rodney Mack, who is the uh, real-life husband of Jazz. So he retained it by uh, doing that little punch into the heart. Now we get to the main event, which was the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Nick Cardona versus Nick Aldis. Now Cardona says that he is the real champion, that he's there to save the NWA. Nick Aldis was saying, you're nothing but a clown. You're not." How dare you speak about Harley Race? Like, you act like you know him. So that kind of puts it in a very good perspective. However, the special guest referee, per request by Matt Cardona, he, they got Jeff Jarrett. However, things did not go well for Car for all this. Apparently, Chelsea Green low-blowed Jeff Jarrett, but Jeff Jarrett thought it was Mickey James, and they disqualified Nick Aldis, and the title remained with... Um, Matt Cardona, and people thought it was bullshit. They're calling this the Nashville screw job. Now, Jeff Jerry did say it that the referee saw what he saw. There's nothing he can do to change it. So basically, it's a done deal. But the real question does remain who will be the one to dethrone Matt Cardona? Well, my money is on the Pope. So we'll see how that goes. 
So I hope everybody enjoys this uh, episode on the podcast. So there'll be more coming up. I might do this every Wednesday or so, but if not, then I'll go back to Wednesdays. But that's up to me. But for now, I'll see you guys in the next podcast channel, same podcast time. I must bid all of you adieu. So, goodbye. Mwah. And have a nice day. Bang!